the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well being. Change makers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. One of the books that has changed my life is The Four Agreements, and I'm honored to have Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of that book, joining us today. Don Miguel has been on the show before to talk about The Four Agreements, and now he's back to discuss his new book, The Three Questions. In The Three Questions, Don Miguel asks us to consider three essential questions that drive our lives and govern our spiritual power. Don Miguel is a renowned spiritual teacher and international best-selling author. Welcome, Don Miguel. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, it's a big pleasure to be once again with you and in your show and all my love for you and for everybody who is listening to us. Well, thank you so much. And as I said in the introduction, <clears throat> your book, The Four Agreements, it changed my life. And I want to begin this conversation by encouraging our listeners to read that book and to go to our website, CYACYL.com, and click on demand so you can listen to our previous interview, because it really is a life-changing book. And now I want to discuss your new book, The Three Questions, which I know is dear to your heart. You say that by asking these three questions, we can get in touch with our power within. Why do you believe these questions that we're going to talk about are so important? Well, with these questions, we can take us to what we really are. And what is very interesting is that this question is changing all the time. It's it's never the same answer. It's just three simple questions. What am I? What is real? And what is love? In order to to answer those questions, uh, I propose to use the five agreements. Uh, impeccable with the world, and don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, always do your best, and be skeptical, but learn to listen. If we use this five uh, agreements to answer those questions, we really can guide our life and have a, a very, very happy life. Because as you know, we are the artists who wrote the story of our life, and he's writing it every single moment. And as you see, the, the first question, what am I, is changing all the times because to answer the question when we are 10 years old is completely different than when we are 15 or 17 or the 30s or the 40s or right now, whatever is our age. Mm-hmm. It's always changing. What is real change completely or world change all the time. The way we see society or family, etc., change completely <clears throat> also uh, at the, in the time that we are growing. And the most important one, perhaps, is what is love. And in order to answer these questions, we have to find out first what is not. Like, in order to find what we are, we have to find out what we are not. Mm -hmm. Because we used to believe that we are everything that we believe about us and what everybody believes about us. But if we take away what we know that we are not, what is left is what we really are. And like I said before, it's changing all the time. And the same thing of what is real, if we take away whatever is not real, the only thing left is what is real. And when we accept that reality, 
we really can enjoy it instead of go against the reality. We are part of the reality and we really enjoy every single moment. And the same with love. If we know what love is not, then we will see what love really is. And that really takes us to our complete happiness that we can enjoy every single moment of our life. So, Don Miguel, looking at these questions a little bit more deeply, the first one, who, what am I, this is something that you hear people saying that they're asking themselves. They're always searching to really understand who they are. And you write that we cling to the perception of who we believe we are. And you say that it's when we do this, when we keep clinging to this false perception, that new discoveries are impossible. So, how do we move past that then? How do we get rid of those stubborn beliefs? Well, that, that's why I say that we use these five agreements in order to, to answer those questions. You know, uh, when we find, uh, try to find out what am I, and we are impeccable with the world, we will take all those lies away from what we believe we are. And whatever is real stays there. And whatever opinion everybody has, it, it will... Uh, if we don't take anything personally, we are so sure of what we are because nobody really knows what we are. And many times, not even ourselves know what we are. Yet after you take everything that we are not, we will find out that we really don't know what we are. But we are. We exist. And that is the truth. And we this, will find out that what... Yes, go ahead. Well, this requires us to be very vulnerable, to be to, to bear ourselves, to be honest with ourselves? Well, what makes us vulnerable is uh, what people believe about us, what we believe up, uh, about ourselves, and we try to, to hide it because uh, all this life only survives until the truth arrives. Mm-hmm. But the truth really makes us very strong. When we, when we know more about ourselves, we will not really accept other people's opinion in order to rule our life. And that really makes us very strong. But to admit to ourselves what we are not, it feels like a, we are weak, but it's not true. That makes us strong. Because when we accept what we really feel that we are, uh, we be, instead of being the victim, we become the heroes who can face any situation and win in every situation. I recently did an interview with someone where we were talking about envy and how we allow envy to govern our life because we're always looking at someone else and wishing we had more. But do you believe when when we really understand who we are and we're comfortable in that knowledge and it's not a perception, it's it's a, a true knowing, do you believe then that's when we can stop looking at others and wishing for more in our life? We're content with what we are and who we are. Well, I think it's very simple. Um, that envy exists because we believe that we don't deserve what other people have. And then we envy what they have. But if we speak with the truth, we really don't need what other people have because we can have that even more if we really care about to have to have what, what we wish to have. Then envy only makes us feel inferior to other people. But when you're, uh, you're uh, really good about what you think about yourself, you really don't envy anybody because you're very comfortable with yourself, with your reality, and also with the way you love yourself. But when, when you love yourself unconditionally, there's nothing to envy to anything. Right. And when you have that, that love, when you have that knowledge, that would lead you, I would, I would assume, naturally to understanding what's real and what is just a, a belief or a perception of what we think is real. Yes, and you know, uh, that, that concept of reality is changing all the time. It's never the same. It has a lot to do with our perception, the way we perceive reality, and our reaction of what we perceive, which is what all, 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 all our beliefs about that reality. When we uh, find out that 
that reality is only ours. If we accept it, we don't have to go against that reality. You know, we can ride with that reality and even enjoy every every change in our reality. But of course, we only can do that when we really love ourselves with that condition. That's the key because we love ourselves, we love others with condition. And, and that is the problem. I'll love myself when I lose weight. I'll love myself when I get a better job. I'll love you when you do this. And that's when we really don't get to experience that deep soul encompassing love that, that's out there for us. Yeah, we can say that the problem is that we learn to love the same way that everybody around us loves. We learn to, to love the way our parents love each other, about how the, uh, they love their family, about everybody around love each other. And if you see, it's always with condition, which is not really love. Then when we take away what love is not, the only thing that will be left is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And many people say, well, where is that unconditional love? I never see it. But, you know, when you have a newborn baby in your hand, especially if it's yours, you love that baby without any condition. You don't expect anything from your baby. You are even willing to give your whole, all your life for that baby. And when we love ourselves the same way that we love that baby, everything changed for us. And like I say, you cannot give what you don't have. And if you love yourself with conditions, just the way you described a little before, you will love everybody else also with conditions. And by loving with conditions, we can understand the whole drama of the entire humanity because we try to control other people's life, other people's being, because we want them to do what we want and we don't respect the, what they believe, what they are, what they do. Then to love without conditions, it makes the whole difference for ourselves. And that makes us extremely strong because now we can love without expecting anything. And we don't have the need that anybody love us. But it doesn't mean that we don't accept love. Of course we we have said love. It is, this, like I said before, make you even stronger than before. Dominga, we all spend so much time looking out there to make us happy, to fulfill us, to complete us. But listening to you, it, it's really so simple. It all begins with how we see ourselves, how we love ourselves. It, it starts with us. And, and when we understand that, we are so powerful. And once that you get that equilibrium with yourself, everything is so easy. You live in peace. And you live in peace because you respect yourself 100%. You respect what you believe you are. You respect your reality. And you respect everything that you believe. You respect you. And when you apply that to other people, you love it unconditionally. You respect what they are. You respect what they believe. You don't try to control them. And of course, of course, you will not allow anybody to control you because you love yourself so much that you will not allow any disrespect from anybody else. Then your happiness depends completely in you. Nobody can make you happy. But if you listen what they do, if you believe what they say, they really can make you unhappy. You know the fast-paced life that we're living today. Everyone is in constant motion. <clears throat> They're not taking the time to to ask these types <clears throat> of questions, to really understand the direction of their life. And because of that pace of life, what do you think that that is doing to us, to ourselves, to our relationships? How do we get people to slow down? Well, you cannot because they live 
that way, and it's okay. This is not a problem. You know, as you say, they live in very fast, they hold those ideas, everything that is happening around you, and they believe everything. They have all those emotional reactions. It's like it's a hurricane around you. But you don't need to have the hurricane inside yourself. Because when you love yourself without conditions, when you accept your own reality, and when you you are what you believe you are, then everything changes completely. It's like you're living in the center of the hurricane. And in the center of the hurricane is always peace. There's not all those emotions. There's no that action reaction. But if you start uh, being part of everybody around you, then you become part of the hurricane. And then you can lose your own uh, your, your own peace, your, your own inner peace. And you get out of the center of the hurricane and become part of the hurricane. When you become part of the hurricane, you are as part as everybody else. You, are, you react emotionally to everything that happens around you. And, and you lose, you lose that, uh, that tranquility, that peace with, with yourself. Tom Miguel, what you teach seems so easy, and yet it's so hard for so many people. From everything you've experienced in your life, what can you say to help someone awaken and really begin to live his or her life? The most important is that they need to relearn how to love themselves, mm-hmm. to start loving themselves with conditions that they don't have to be a certain way to be accepted by themselves. Then you don't have to be what you believe you are. You know, it's like uh, the dogs and the cats. They don't know that they are dogs. They don't know they are cats. They are dogs and cats because we call them that way, but they don't know what they are, and they really don't care. In our case, we know that we are humans. We know the way we, we should be. We know the way we want it to be, but we are not, and we know that. And we cannot forgive ourselves for not being the way we should be. We cannot forgive ourselves for not uh, for loving ourselves with conditions, which is the main problem. Then when we can love ourselves without conditions, then everything will change right away. If we, if we can just accept ourselves just the way we are, just like magic, everything starts start changing. And, and we don't have to look for, for happiness because as soon as we love ourselves just the way we are, now we are happy without looking for happiness. The book is The Three Questions, How to Discover and Master the Power Within by Don Miguel Ruiz. If you would like to get more information about the book or Don Miguel, you can visit his website, miguelruiz.com. Don Miguel, in our final moments, what is the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with? Well, I would like to let them know that uh, they can change the, the world that they create. They can change their story because they are the ones who created it. They're the creator. And the way to change their story is not trying to change all the secondary characters, but to change the main character, which means what they believe they are. If they're able to change themselves in that way, just like, like I say a little before, just like magic, the whole life starts changing and starts shifting, and just they can change the world. And that's the reason why I ask everybody that please help us to change the world, your own world. The one, the one that you create, the only one that you really can change. Don Miguel, thank you so much for being here with us today and for sharing your wisdom and your insight. Your work is changing so many lives, and you are welcome here anytime you'd like to come back. It has been such an honor to have you here, so thank you. Thank you for my pleasure. We'll be right back. How much can the right foods do for you? A lot more than weight control. The right foods can increase your energy, improve your outlook, and strengthen your body's natural defenses. What foods can do all that? Primo Health Solutions will show you using metabolic typing. This remarkable program lets your body tell you what it needs to work best. 
Call them today at 347-903-7030. That's 347-903-7030. Or go to PrimoHealthSolutions.com. Using metabolic typing, Primo Health Solutions will let your body work best. Imagine running your own business that generates seven figures in revenue. If this sounds like something you'd like to achieve, then join me on Wednesday, December 12th for a special Conversations with Joan event, Building a Million Dollar Business. My guest will be Elaine Pofelt, a writer for Forbes.com. Elaine will explain how to identify, launch, and grow a high-revenue earning business. She'll discuss why this is a good time to start a business, the challenges entrepreneurs face, the top categories for earning seven figures, and how to get on track to achieve high earnings. The event will be held at the Raphael Center in Clifton, New Jersey. For more information, visit cyacyl.com slash conversations. I hope to see you there. Let's start talking. Calm, vitality, mindfulness. We all want them, but they seem so hard to attain. Escape the stress and frenzy of the city streets. New York Open Center offers courses, trainings, and a vibrant community to help you start your journey for a more balanced and healthy life. Visit our website at opencenter.org for more information. Stop by our cafe and bookstore for all your wellness needs. Find your center at 30th and Madison. Soul by Rain is produced from various seed flowers. Its primary ingredients hail from the black cumin seed and the black raspberry seed. These two combine to provide a powerful antioxidant barrier against the devastating effects of stress. Sold by Rain has been hailed as one of the most important anti-aging antioxidants ever discovered. So is an anti-inflammatory and it helps prevent and repair radical damages for a healthier heart. Get your soul by calling your Rain partner, Elmina Ziza, at 973-722-1154. Functional and integrative medicine physician who practices anti-aging medicine, executive health, hormone replacement therapy, and weight management. She's the author of Vibrance for Life, How to Live Younger and Healthier. Dr. Maida is here today to discuss the top three longevity lifestyle choices for overall health. Welcome, Dr. Maida. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Joan. Dr. Maida, as a holistic, integrative, and functional medicine practitioner, you focus on lifestyle to reverse and prevent illness. Can you share with us some of your top recommendations? Well, one of my top recommendations is always food. It's a very big subject. I can't stress enough the importance of a clean, whole food, unprocessed, mostly plant-based diet. But what is often neglected is the amount of food we eat and the timing. So for a long time, calorie restriction has been known to increase longevity by turning on the sirtuidin gene, and that was what resveratrol was all about, is turning on the sirtuidin gene. But it's hard to sustain. You know, who wants to just have little mini bites of food? People want to go out. They want to have a good time. It was popular, but it's hard to do. However, how the timing of your eating makes a difference. All of our organ systems have clocks and they have to work in sequence. So if you have an erratic eating schedule, it throws off that kind of sequence. And it's been found that intermittent fasting will make a really big difference because when you're fasting and you're not eating, it gives yourself time to rejuvenate and repair. But if you eat from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m., that gives you only seven hours to repair and rejuvenate. But studies have shown that if you limit the calorie intake to a certain period of time between, say, 8 and 12 hours per day, it's very beneficial for overall health and longevity as well as for weight loss. So if fasting can be as little as a 10 to 12-hour overnight fast or another recommended time period is like 16 hours. So in addition to what and how we eat, what's another recommendation? The biggie is sleep. CDC says at least 30% of the U.S. population doesn't get enough sleep. And sleep is another important way to repair, regenerate, and restore our energy and ourselves. Lack of sleep leads to inflammation, and inflammation is the root cause of most chronic disease. And if you sleep less than five hours a night, you have a 73% increased risk for obesity. And this increases cancer risk and cardiovascular risk. 
people who don't sleep enough are also prone to accidents. They have a higher rate of motor vehicle and bicycle accidents, as well as slips, trips, and falls. So having a wind-down routine at night, if you have to use some supplements, maybe magnesium to relax you, L-theanine to calm your mind down, or melatonin to kick in, maybe diffusing lavender oil, all of these things can help you wind down so that you can get a good night's sleep. Doctor, everyone talks about stress and its implications for overall health. Is that your third recommendation? Oh, you're right on it, Joan. (laughs) Stress Mm -hmm. is not necessarily mental, though. People think stress is just mental. I want to stress that stress (laughs) could be physical, mental, due to toxic exposures, hormone imbalances, infection, lack of sleep, pain, heat, cold. So your body can't tell the difference. All it knows is something is off balance and it's under stress. Stress raises cortisol. It's a major ager. Cortisol increases blood pressure, blood sugar, heart rate. It breaks down muscle, breaks down bone, impairs the memory cells in your brain from reproducing and repairing themselves. So developing some good stress management techniques that you can do in the moment anytime anywhere is imperative something as simple as deep belly breathing some mindfulness training of being you know completely focused and aware and not trying to multitask all the time if you don't have go-to techniques it's helpful to take adaptogenic herbs that keep your cortisol in check but the other things that really make a difference for cortisol and stress is how much you eat when you eat how much you sleep, all of these can add life to your years and years to your life. How do we know which exercise and how much is enough? Well, that's a very good question, Joan, but it all depends. You know, exercise is almost like a magic bullet. It can treat everything from high blood pressure, heart disease, arthritis, osteoporosis, help with obesity, diabetes, and it can even maintain our mood and our brain health, among other things. But the answer to how much depends upon what you want to accomplish, what illnesses you have, or what risk factors you have. So you have to know what you want to address. Because, for example, if you want to lose weight, you have to exercise exercise for about 45 to 90 minutes of aerobic activity and to prevent regain over 40 minutes. But to maintain your weight and for general cardiovascular health, about 20 to 30 minutes, five times a week is really adequate for that. But if you want to build bone, you need weight-bearing exercise, so swimming won't help. So it's always helpful to get expert advice, an exercise prescription that is specific for you, your illnesses, your risk factors, and your goals. What other things do we need to be aware of when it comes to exercise? One of the things that people lose and they're totally unaware of is flexibility and balance. That's what happens. Most of the workouts concentrate on aerobics and strength, but flexibility and balance decline with age. Yoga has become very, very popular because it incorporates everything depending upon the style that you do. It has flexibility and balance, and if you do quick vinyasas, you can get an aerobic workout, Mm -hmm. and it also can build some strength. The other thing is you have to compensate for injuries. If you have back pain, you don't want to do heavy deadlifts or you never do twisting motion with weights if you have any kind of back pain. That's a recipe for disc herniation. Mm -hmm. So work around your injuries and vulnerability because the purpose is to move and be more active and not to cause or worsen any injuries. Because when done properly, exercise is extremely invigorating and it can have tremendous health benefits. Dr. Meta, thank you so much for being here with us today. If you would like to learn more about this topic or Dr. Maida and her work, you can visit howtoliveyounger.com. And as always, to hear more from Dr. Maida, you can visit our website, cyacyl.com slash Lorraine. We'll be right back. Under the new Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the federal individual mandate penalty will be eliminated effective January 1st, 2019. However, your state may have its own insurance mandate requirements. Hi, I'm Ed Gaelic, a life and health insurance broker and founder of PSI Consultants located in Glenrock, New Jersey. We have specialized in personal insurance and company-sponsored health benefits since 1985. For individuals and families without company-sponsored health coverage, the most common time to obtain insurance is during the annual open enrollment period when there are no restrictions on who may enroll, what plan design to select, or which carrier to choose. This is your opportunity to research options for the coverage that best fits your needs and or budget for the upcoming year. 
The 2019 open enrollment begins on November 1st, 2018 and ends on December 15th, 2018. Plans purchased during open enrollment will start on January 1st, 2019. Coverage may be purchased on or off exchange. Federal subsidies for qualified persons are only available on exchange, also known as the marketplace. If you are not eligible for a subsidy, you will most likely have a wider array of options off exchange. If you do not enroll in a plan during this time, you may not be able to obtain insurance until January 2020 unless you have a triggering event that will qualify you for a special enrollment opportunity. After 60 days, your special enrollment period will end and you'll be without coverage until a future open enrollment opportunity applies. To contact us and learn more, please visit our website, psi-consultants.com. This is WNYF, Hackensack, New Jersey, New York City. Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for staying with us. Today's guest, Jessica Cox, was born without arms. Jessica could have spent her life using that fact as an excuse to feel sorry for herself or to set low expectations for herself. Instead of taking that path, Jessica chose to challenge herself and has learned to swim, surf, scuba dive, drive a car, and even fly an airplane. Jessica has earned two black belts in Taekwondo and has graduated from college. She holds the title of the first person without arms to get a black belt in American Taekwondo and the Guinness Book of World Record for the first pilot to fly with her feet. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me on the show. Jessica, listening to the introduction, it's easy to see that you have accomplished more than most people can only imagine. Have you always been such an overachiever? I think it started at a very early age um, when I was probably held back for my own safety. I wanted to do something anyways. So um, I went out there even uh, as as early as five to six years old. I, I was out there doing things and, and taking chances and exploring new opportunities. Jessica, tell us a little bit about your life. What was it like to grow up without arms? Well, it's somewhat difficult to explain that because this is all I've ever known. And, and um, I did have an older brother, Jason, and a younger sister, Jackie, who both had arms. So I guess that's what I could probably compare it to. And in the very early, the early years, probably two, three, four, five, when I was starting to notice how different I really was from my brother and sister and my friends, it was difficult. And I couldn't understand as a child why I was different. And I think not being able to understand turned a lot of times into anger and frustration. And I had a few tantrums and, and I went to my mom often would ask her, you know, why, why am I in this situation? Why, you know, why I'd ask, why did God make me like this? And, you know, she'd always say, you know what? God has a plan for everything and for everyone. And, uh, you know, and I held on to that answer that she gave me as a child. Jessica, when you were growing up, did you wear prosthetic arms? I did. I actually was first fitted with prosthetics at the age of three and I wore them for 11 years. Um, of course, they came from good intentions of, of wanting to provide me with the same, you know, the same faculties that everyone can use. But from the very beginning, wearing these prosthetics was foreign to me and they actually uh, were more awkward to use than to use my own feet because with my feet I could feel, I could touch, I, you know, I could have all the senses, and uh, as opposed to with the prosthetics, were which were they were made out of plaster and they, you know, they had metal hooks on the end of them, and and I, but I wore them for 11 years and I and I trained how to use them and to do things right, eat and do all that, uh, but in the end I came to the decision that that I was better the way that God had created me. And I uh, decided to leave them behind when I was old enough to make that decisions. And from that day forward, I, I have never put them on. I've heard you say that your brain is wired to your feet. How did you learn to use your feet so proficiently? I mean, I've seen you put your contact lenses in with your toes. Well, you know, that is so hard to um, explain, but I think it's partly because of adaptation. And from you know, the beginning, I didn't have the hands and arms. So immediately my brain communicated with my feet. I'd reach and feel things and grab things with my feet. And that, because that's what I had, I didn't have the arms and hands there. The most babies uh, use when they're exploring the world, feeling things and grabbing a hold of toys and putting them in their mouth. I had my feet to explore the world. Jessica, you're a pilot. What made you decide to want to learn how to fly? Well, flying uh, honestly was my greatest fear, flying in an airplane. 
And so you're probably wondering, well, why would you fly then and become <laughs> a pilot? Well, I, you know, I, I remember this quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. She said, identify your greatest fear and walk directly at it. And I later learned what fear, F-E-A-R, actually stands for. And someone defined fear as false evidence appearing real. And that's what fear, F-E-A-R, stands for. And I, you know, I've, I, for me, it was it was tackling my greatest fear just to even get in an airplane. Um, but once I overcame that emotional struggle, I, I once I had that opportunity to have my my feet, my one right foot on the yoke and my left foot, um, of course, I I had that on the throttle. I experienced what it was like, and I was like, wow, this is this is incredible. I I knew from the first time I was in a single engine airplane that I would become a pilot. When you're flying, are you afraid that something may go wrong that you might not be able to handle? You know, I think that's something that all pilots have to keep in mind is that, you know, there can be an instant where the engine fails or anything can happen. And so you're that's one of the things that you are prepared to do as a student pilot. You you have to learn to think through what if something happened wrong now? And you would immediately have a plan of action and you figure out, oh, where, I'm gonna, where will I be able to land? Uh, you know, you immediately go through a process. And that's something that you get trained to do, you know, when you one of your first flight lessons. So, yes, I think every pilot is, you know, is afraid that th- that might happen, but you're also prepared for something to happen. And that's part of the training as a pilot. Has flying changed you? I think it has. In, in many ways, it, it's, it's my greatest physical accomplishment. Uh, there's so much going on when you're flying an airplane. And I think for me to know that I, I was given a certification, I can fly, and you know the majority of the world doesn't even know how to fly. It's, it's really a great feeling. And even to be up in the air and uh, flying around and you know, look around and, and realize that you know, I'm the one behind these controls. It's there's nothing like it to know that I'm in control of flying an airplane in the sky without anyone else. It's an incre- it's the most empowering experience. I could I'll just put it like that: the most empowering and freeing experience. Jessica, you just spoke about fear, and I I believe that fear is probably the number one thing that keeps us from following our dreams. What would you say to our listeners to get them to overcome their fears and to go after what they want in life? Well, I think first we have to realize that fear is something we've created. And that's why I love the saying that fear, F-E-A-R, stands for false evidence appearing real. So once we realize that this is something that is a creation of our own, it's not something that we should really be afraid of. And once that understanding uh, is processed, we realize there isn't really much that we should be afraid of. If, If fear is a creation of our own, then we can also destroy that same thing that we've created. To what would you attribute your attitude and ultimately your successes? I have to give credit to my parents. Uh, they were wonderful in, in uh, raising me in the way they did. And my dad has said, you know, I've never once shed a tear about your birth condition. So he never saw me a victim of uh, a handicap or a disability. He saw me as, you know, just as me. And my mom always told me, you know, you can do anything you want to do. And they were right. And they they did a wonderful job of raising me, I think. And so they deserve a lot of credit as, you know, as well as my uh, profound faith and how I've really grown from someone who used to ask the question, why me? You know, why am I in this situation to now asking, you know, why am I so blessed? And uh, it's been a journey in faith and definitely something uh, that has helped me to mature into a grateful person. So I think my parents, they did a wonderful job. My faith played a huge part. Taekwondo, scuba diving, surfing, swimming, flying. Is there anything that the loss of your arms has stopped you from accomplishing in your life? I think the fact that I don't have arms gives me even more reason to do something. So it hasn't really stopped me. I mean, there's two things I haven't figured out how to do. I always joke about um, I haven't figured out how to tie my hair in a ponytail. And I haven't figured out um, yet how to uh, rock climb. And the way I phrase it, I haven't figured it out. I think it's helpful because it means it's still possible. And I think so if people ask me, you know, is there anything you can't do? I say there isn't anything we, we can't do, but there are a few things we haven't figured out how to do. And it leaves a lot more room for possibility when you say that you haven't figured it out as opposed to I can't do that. So there are no excuses for us. No, I don't think there should be. 
in describing you, I've heard people use words like heroine, superwoman. How does that make you feel? You know, I think it's great to be a role model. And if I can be a role model, it's wonderful. But I also want to make sure that people realize that, you know, not to set me apart from other people because I'm just like everyone else in that regard, that everyone can make the choice to be empowering, to go out and set a goal for themselves and achieve that. So they're just as capable. So as long as any of those titles don't set me apart and say that they can't be or come to that level, then as long as they don't set me apart in that regard, then I think it should be great. It's, a, it's, a, it's great to be a role model. It's, it's a blessing to me. And as long as people realize, you know what, they can do just as much in their own lives. If she can do all that without any arms, then what is there that I can't do? And I, and I hope that that kind of question comes up when people realize what, that I've been, what I've been able to accomplish. Jessica, thank you so much for being here with us today. If you would like to learn more about Jessica, you can visit her website, jessicacox.com. Jessica, in our final moments, what's the takeaway? Whatever we so desire, we can, we can have if we, if we want it enough. We all have our, our own challenges in life, you know, whether they're physical, whether they're financial or psychological or emotional. Even a fear can be a challenge and an emotional challenge. So we all have our own challenges, and, and we have to, first of all, accept what we're given, what we have or whatever circumstances we have in our life. And when we get to that acceptance, I think then we can move forward with figuring out how to overcome the challenge and and how to face that challenge. Jessica, thank you so much for being here. You are truly an inspiration, and I only hope that I can accomplish a fraction of what you have. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me on the show. We'll be right back. In their first phone call, many prospective organizing clients say, I'm not a hoarder or anything. Hi, I'm Gail Gruenberg, CPOCD, Chief Executive Organizer of Let's Get Organized. As a professional organizing firm, we help clients organize their lives as well as their homes. We specialize in serving young families and clients who are chronically disorganized. Chronic disorganization is not necessarily hoarding disorder. A client with hoarding disorder has a perceived need to save things, regardless of their actual value. Excess accumulation builds up, and the client experiences distress at the thought of getting rid of the items. There are myriad resources available for people who hoard. The Institute for Challenging Disorganization offers the Clutter Hoarding Scale, an instrument for determining where someone with hoarding disorder falls on a continuum. Level 1 is a client with very little to no hoarding tendencies. Level 5 is a client with several blocked entrances, rooms that can't be used for their intended purpose, and possible squalor. If you're challenged by clutter and are ready to accept outside help, call me. I'm Gail Gruenberg, and I can help bridge the gap between wanting to get organized and actually doing it. Call me at 201-364-6833 or visit my website, lgorganized.com. Are you stuck in a leadership quagmire, unable to gain the footing you need to make the progress you want? Hi, I'm Amy Blumberg, an executive and leadership coach, but many of my clients call me the dot connector. If you're what I call the builder, a serial entrepreneur, ambitious visionary with strong leadership skills, who has built a business or brand but can't connect the dots, here are three strategies for my Building Dots program. One, start with a vision and build a bridge to close the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Two, explore how you can leverage your expertise and accomplishments to open new doors and pursue interesting opportunities. By expanding your network, you can increase exposure to other executives and business owners who can provide industry contacts, guidance, and advice on how best to execute your vision. Three, channel your ambitions into a plan of action by simplifying the process, establishing priorities, and setting achievable goals. No matter what stage you're at, having a definitive and deliberate plan will reduce stress and stimulate positive action. I can help connect the dots because I've been a builder too. With one-on-one thoughtful direction, I can help you make the right strategic decisions to vault you from where you are to unlimited possibilities. So let's connect and stuff yourself. For more details, 
details and contact information, go to amyblumbercoaching.com. At Amy Blumber Coaching, I connect people and possibilities. Are you an aspiring real estate investor? Whether that be purchasing residential, multifamily homes, condominiums, or a multifamily apartment complex, you've made an excellent decision by choosing to invest your money into real estate. Hi, I'm Danielle Grosso from Experience Real Estate with Keller Williams Realty. According to Grant Cardone, internationally renowned sales trainer and real estate guru, there are four essential steps when it comes to investing in real estate, finding a deal, analyzing a deal, determining the best financing for the deal, and managing the deal. In order to get to know how all four work, Grant recommends that you start with the following. First, know real estate. Do massive research and learn all that you can about real estate. Then decide which type of real estate investment you want to be involved in. Second, know the market. Considering factors such as location, market trends, state of the economy, interest rates, and how they will affect the investment you're preparing to secure. Third is knowing the deal. Knowing your key real estate terms and what they really mean, such as cap rates, gross scheduled income, net operating income, cash on cash return, etc., will help you determine exactly how good of an investment opportunity a deal truly is. Investing in real estate is one of the surest ways to achieve financial freedom and long-term wealth. Soon you'll find yourself becoming the real estate expert and the investor you've aspired to be. If you have further questions about real estate, please visit my website, danielle-grosso.com. Do you know you should exercise but feel unmotivated to work out? Hypnosis can help improve your motivation to exercise. Hi, I'm Mary Battaglia, a certified clinical hypnosis practitioner at Metro Hypnosis Center in Oradell, New Jersey. Always choose an exercise that you enjoy so you will want to work out. Find an exercise buddy who will help you be accountable and make it a fun workout. Look online for exercise videos that are fun. Push the thought of I don't want to exercise from your mind and replace it with I want to be healthy, trim, and feel good so I exercise daily. Visualize yourself exercising regularly and see your body getting toned and trimmed the way you want it to be. In hypnosis, we also find the block of what stops you from exercising and releasing. Keep saying the positive and seeing yourself do it, and you will. I am Mary Battaglia, a certified clinical hypnosis practitioner, and you can find out more information at MetroHypnosisCenter.com. Hi, this is Joan Herman. Did you know that Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life publishes a free monthly digital magazine that can be read online or emailed to your inbox? Every month, nationally recognized leaders in their field provide information to educate, inspire, and motivate you. We believe in a holistic approach to life, incorporating mind, body, and spirit. Check out a copy of 24-7 Magazine, visit CYACYL.com, and be sure to tell your friends. productive life, but sometimes we just need a little help. Our Coach On Call experts provide strategies to help you live your best life now. Joining me today is Amy Collins, a mindful living instructor and founder of Create Clarity. Amy offers classes to help individuals clarify who they are, reconnect with their genuine values, reawaken their intuition, and make a transformational shift to live a more vibrant life. She's here today to discuss motherhood. Welcome, Amy. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Joan. It's wonderful to be here. So, Amy, you've offered various transformational classes, but now you have one specifically for mothers, and it's called Not Just a Mom. Would you explain to us what the title of that course means, Not Just a Mom? The course title, Not Just a Mom, is based on the idea that the belittling word just should never precede the word mom, because after all, mothers are essential our society, Joan. Amy, I can't agree with you more. Throughout the years when I was raising my children, I can't tell you how many times people responded or or said to me, oh, so you're just a mom. And that Mm -hmm. comment, it took away so much of my self-esteem. So how did you come up with this idea? Well, while teaching so many classes, Joan, and as a mom myself, 
I've spoken with so many mothers over the years, and I've noticed a phrase that several of us use. I've used it myself in the past. When we're asked what we do, we often reply, oh, I'm, I'm just a mom. For example, I was speaking with a woman recently who's opening her own business because she wants to show her daughter that she can be more than just a mom. That's exactly how she phrased it. And I thought, really? She's a phenomenal woman. She's been a great mom. I couldn't believe that she even belittled her role as a mother. So no matter what, if we're working moms, stay-at-home moms, single, divorced, or married moms, we need to take real pride in the fact that we're mothers. And our role is essential because we're raising the next generation. We're not just simply picking up after our children and wiping runny noses. We're raising the future citizens of our society. And we need to be confident and we need to make sure we raise them to be confident and vibrant and healthy. We need to own our role as mothers and take pride in it so society begins to really understand and value it as well. As a mom, what advice do you offer to other moms to help us do just what you're saying? Well, it's key as a mom to make time to renew our perspective on motherhood and more clearly understand and define our role. And as we do this together, we empower ourselves to take pride in our maternal role. Overall, I'd recommend moms that we step up consciously together and value our role. Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about this program, if you'd like to learn more about Amy and her work, you can visit her website, createclarity.net. And as always, to hear more from Amy, you can visit our website, cyacyl.com forward slash Amy. That's it for today's show. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Conversations with Joan, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided are the opinions of our guests and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on the site, listen to past shows on demand, read our digital magazine, take part in the book club, check out our team, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. The preceding pre-recorded program sponsored by Maximilian Communications, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.